With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And a very good Monday morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is. I guess the afternoon comes before evening. The Joe Beningo Ode Pain Podcast. It is Monday. It is May 29th. It is Memorial Day 2023. And the Joe Beningo Ode Pain Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by a needed discount tire. And of course, our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, we'll get into the sports here in a second, but it is Memorial Day. And, you know, it's always a time to reflect. Uh, Memorial Day, and really, really pay respect uh, to all, everybody in our armed forces, everybody who has served in our armed forces, you know, over the years, everybody who has given their life uh, to help defend this great country that we live in. No doubt about it, no matter how messed up it may be right now, still the greatest country in the world, uh, undoubtedly. And uh, Memorial Day, really, we need to sit back and really understand why this is a holiday and uh, how important it is. And just look at, you know, we would not be where we are today if not for all the people in the military, in the Army, the Navy, the Marines, everywhere, the Air Force, who have sacrificed uh, their lives and sacrificed everything uh, to make America as great as it is right now. And I, I, you know, the greatest country in the world, which it still is no matter what. And, you know, I always, I think about my father on Memorial Day because my father, um, really, I, I, I'm not me without him. You know, I always said this about my father. His, he was Joe Beningo as well. I'm a wallflower next to him. I mean, he, you talk about me. I know I got some kind of a personality. I understand that. But nowhere near what he was. Like I said, he made me look like I was a shrinking violet. That's the kind of personality that my old man had. And my father died very young. He was 44 years old when he died all the way back in 1967. I was 13 years old. And, you know, one of the reasons, probably the biggest reason he died as young as he did is because he served in the military. Uh, he was in World War II. He was 19 years old when he went into the army in World War II. He was captured by the Germans at the Battle of the Bulge in 1944. <clears throat> he was a prisoner of war. For nine months, um, he was finally liberated after those nine months. And uh, really, it really affected his life uh, going forward. I, I don't think my father ever took things too seriously because of the fact that he had survived. And God knows everything that he saw. Uh, you know, he talked about, you know, walking the death march and watching guys just drop dead next to him as they were walking to uh, their captivity with the Germans. So I always try to sit back and reflect and, you know, it's just mind-boggling to think uh, 
how a 19-year-old can handle all that. I, I can't imagine going through what my father went through. And I think about that, and I think about that that really expediated his death without a doubt. So on this Memorial Day 2023, I pay homage to all that served in our military, all that serves in our military now, and, uh, of course, to my uh, late father, who uh, really really gave his life when you look at it, uh, even though it was years later, gave his life uh, for this uh, great country that we live in. So thank you, Dad, and uh, God knows I miss you. Thank you, Dad, and thank you for all, uh, everybody who has served in our military. Memorial Day, as a matter of fact, later on, my wife and I, Terry and I, are going to play a little golf this morning. By the way, I played yesterday, and I, I could not have played worse golf than I played yesterday. I stunk. Embarrassing golf. I'll put it that way. I played embarrassing golf yesterday. I hope to rectify that today, but who the hell knows? <clears throat> you never know what you're going to get. It's like opening a box of chocolates. But I will. We will have to golf today. Uh, take a ride over to the cemetery and uh, see my father. I have not been there uh, in a while. But uh, everybody should stop and sit back and observe what we really, why this is a holiday today. And it's all about our military and it's all about the great people that have, you know, really uh, did, uh, gave their lives. And, you know, whether they uh, uh, survived in, in war or not, but everything to make this country what it is. And uh, we got to get. The, the ultimate sacrifice, as my wife says. And, you know, we got to get this country back on track, but that's for another day. All right, Beningo, the Yoda Pay podcast. Before I get to the Mets and the disaster that they are, as they lose again yesterday, 11 to 10 to the Rockies. And, oh, my God, it's just brutal. Tonight is a historic seventh game between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat in Boston. Game seven the Eastern Conference Finals, as the Celtics try to become the first team in the history of the NBA to come back from 3-0 and win a series. Now, I got to tell you, now we know what's happened in hockey a couple times. We know the Islanders did it. You go all the way back to 1975 when the Islanders uh, came back from 3-0 to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second round of the playoffs. And then remember what happened after that with the Islanders. Remember, they played the Philadelphia Flyers in the conference finals after that. And remember, they were down 3-0 to the Flyers, came back to, to, to force the seventh game, and then lost the seventh game in Philadelphia. The Flyers went on uh, to win the Stanley Cup that year. It's happened a number of times in hockey. It's only happened once in baseball, as we know, 2004, when the Red Sox came back from 3-0 in the American League Championship Series to beat the uh, hated Yankees in seven games and, you know, destroy – finally obliterate the curse of the Bambino and the Red Sox went on. They swept the Cardinals in the world series to win their first world series uh, in 86 years at that point. Um, so it's happened once in baseball and now another team in Boston, sadly has a chance uh, to do it in the NBA. And you know, this is the first time. And I didn't realize this. I heard it the other day as I take a little shot of Maxwell house coffee. Good to the last drop. This is Maxwell, right? No, this is chock full of nuts, the heavenly coffee, and it's better than Maxwell House. Maybe I should have chock full of nuts be a sponsor. I'm going to have a little. Uh, let me go. Get ready. Listen to this. Ah, no. That is stellar coffee. Anyway, it's very early in the morning. It's 622 on uh, Memorial Day morning. As our cat, my cat got me up, Iggy, at about 415. Thank you, Ig. But nevertheless, um, where were we? Back to the Celtics. This is the first time. That Because it's happened before in the NBA where a team was down 3-0 and 
and then came back to force the seventh game. But every time the team that had forced the seventh game was playing that seventh game on the road. This is now the first time that the team is that, that's, that's come back from 3-0 to force the seventh game is playing the seventh game at home. The Celtics are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Please, Lord, please, you can't let the Celtics win this series. You know, I don't have any great love for the Miami Heat. You got a lot of respect for them, but I hate the Celtics. I mean, I, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, I, you know, you're, you're, you've you been watching the NBA as long as me. I go back to 1962. <clears throat> I watched the Celtics dominate all those years of the 60s, you know, with Russell and, and Havlicek and Heitzen and Sam and Casey Jones and, you know, uh, Bob Cousy. I didn't see a lot of Cousy early on, but a little bit of him, you know, late in his career. Uh, you know, all those guys, Don Nelson, Larry Siegfried, Bailey Howell. We could go on and on with the amount of hated Celtics back in the 60s. And then, of course, we, you know, watching them in the 70s, the team that battled my Nick championship teams with Dave Cowens and Joe Joe White and, and Hondo part of that too, and Don Chaney and Paul Silas and all those guys. And then, of course, you know, we fast forward into the 80s, obviously, the Larry Bird years with Parrish and McHale and Danny Ainge and Dennis Johnson and all of that, right? And then even into the 2008 team that won the championship with Garnett, Pierce, and Ray Allen, you know, do we really want to see the Celtics be the only team in the history of the NBA to come back from 3-0 and win a series? I know I don't. I'm rooting hard for Miami tonight. I'm sure they're going to get a big number. I don't know if the game's on ABC or ESPN tonight. I'm not sure. But I know they're going to get a big number tonight. And uh, let's go. Jimmy Butler. Let's go, baby. Bam out of bio. I'm a big fan of Bam out of bio tonight. I can tell you that. Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, you know, all those guys. Struess, all these guys. Let's go, man, because I'm rooting hard tonight for the Miami Heat. And let's hope that this game doesn't turn into be a blowout. And how about the way that Boston wound up winning game six? Oh, my God. <clears throat> the ending to that was ridiculous. Looked like Boston had the game one. They had a 10-point lead. Miami comes all the way back. They got a one-point lead. Celtics have a last shot uh, in the closing seconds. Marcus Smart takes the shot. It rims out, and this guy White, whatever his name is, comes out of nowhere to tip it in at the buzzer, just beats the buzzer, and Boston wins. What? Oh, my God. Terrible. Terrible. I am rooting hard for the Miami Heat tonight, and God knows if the Celtics do win tonight, okay, if they do, I will be rooting for the Denver Nuggets to win their first ever NBA championship. I will be rooting hard for uh, Nikola Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray and all those guys in Denver to get it done. Uh, no matter who wins tonight, I'll be rooting for Denver. I want to see Denver win the uh, championship, even if Miami wins tonight. But please, Miami, Jimmy Butler and company, Eric Spolstra, get your team ready tonight. You know, to me, in a lot of ways, the pressure's off Miami tonight, Right. Because now everybody, think about it this way. If I'm if I'm Eric Spolstra, I'm Pat Riley, and I'm talking to my team, the pressure's almost off the heat tonight. You know? Everybody now expects Boston to win. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. They're at home. And the Celtics have lost a lot of playoff games at home this year. Remember, they lost the first two games of, the, of this series at home. They lost twice at home in the series against Philadelphia. So they have been vulnerable at the TD Garden, whatever the hell they call that place now, you know, uh, the modern version of the Boston Garden, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, so they have been vulnerable at home in the playoffs. So if I'm Riley tonight, if I'm Spolstra tonight, 
I'm sitting down and saying, look, we got the pressure's off us. Everybody expects us to lose now. Everybody's already pretty much, uh, you know, uh, given this series to Boston. So we got to go out and play tonight and act like the pressure's really on them. You know what I mean? Because it is on is too. I mean, it is the seventh game. The pressure's on both teams. Both teams are facing elimination tonight. So let's go Heat. I really, I really hope Miami gets the job done tonight. I, I really do. And uh, you know, we'll see. And hopefully, we'll get a Heat Denver final because you know ABC doesn't want to see that. You know, ABC wants to see the Celtics in the finals. Let's be real. And I understand this Celtics team is not as hateable as those other teams, but. You know, as long as I see that Boston and that green, you know, uh, across that jersey, hopefully they'll wear white tonight at home, by the way, Boston. Let's hope that they're not wearing the stupid green uniforms at home or the dumb black uniforms at home or whatever, all right? You know, in the honor of Bill Russell, I mean, Bill Russell passed away this past year, this year, in honor of maybe the greatest basketball player of all time, the greatest Celtic for sure, all right? Can you wear the damn white uniforms at home tonight, all right, in honor of the legendary number six, can we do that? Can we do that, Celtics, tonight? Can we honor Bill Russell tonight? Can we honor Red Auerbach tonight, right? Can we? Can we honor Larry Bird tonight and not wear green uniforms at home, okay? Can they wear the damn white uniforms at home? Can they? And they should wear the white uniforms at home, and they should be wearing the stupid black sneakers at home, too, like they always used to, or at least green, you know? It's ridiculous when you see these teams, you know, guys, guys, you know, it's a green and white motif and they're wearing like purple shoes or whatever the hell it is. I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm very much into Mac, uh, you know, matching outfits. I'm very big on that. My grandmother taught me how to dress many years ago, many years ago. God rest us all. Anyway, as I take a little sip of coffee. So I'm a, I'm a big Miami Heat fan tonight. Uh, please, Miami, get it done. Do not allow the Celtics to become the only team in the history of the NBA to come back from 3-0 and win a seven-game series. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne Podcast, Memorial Day. Going to play a little golf later. Can only play better. Boy, did I suck yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know you're bad when the guy we're playing with, and my wife right now is playing better. Gosh, she's better than me right now. I mean, there's no doubt. She's more consistent. She's better. You know, there's days when I play well and I'm, you know, my upside is probably higher than hers, but she is a much more consistent golfer than I am. There's no doubt about it. And she didn't tell me this until after we got done playing as I'm, you know, I got my head between my legs at the end of the freaking round, you know, you know, feeling like, uh, wow. Like I, I never swung a club in my life. And she comes up and she says to me, you know, this one guy, we played with two guys yesterday. One guy was very nice, tremendous golfer. This guy by the name of Adam. What a, I mean, this guy, this is a real golfer, this guy. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, three birdies yesterday. I don't know what he shot, but somewhere in the 70s. This guy's a terrific golfer. And he was playing a match play with this other guy, John, right? Adam and John, right? And Adam was a really nice guy. I don't know. John was a little, eh, a little, you know, he's a little, eh. I don't think he's listening to the podcast. Eh. And Adam really blew him, blew his doors off in this match play. I think he won, you know. Uh, I, I, I think it was over by the 13th hole. That's how much uh, Adam dominated. But um, anyway, my wife didn't tell me this after it was over. She says, John came up there and says, you know, you're a much better golfer than your husband. And I told my wife when she said that, when he said that to her, she should have said, she should have said to him, look, he tells me this all the time. Really? Because right now she's better. I mean, I, you know, you, it is what it is. I mean, you go watch us play right now. 
and she's clearly better. But I had a tough day yesterday, but nevertheless. So uh, uh, Adam, Adam was a very nice guy. Actually knew who I was. I didn't even know that till the end of the round when he came up to me and said, I admire your work. I've been listening to you for years. You know, <laughs> that makes you feel good too, right? This is another thing about being, this is another thing about being a guy who's in like, you know, a, a part in the, I don't know. I don't want to call me a celebrity. If, I, if I'm a celebrity, I'm like a D minus, you know, I have like A-list celebrities. I'm like a D minus celebrity somewhere down here. You know what I mean? Somewhere below, like, I don't know, Big Bird, something like that, somewhere in that area, you know? Anyway, so, but it is amazing how many people know me. I mean, I got to tell you this, and, and it really shocks me, and especially playing golf. I can't tell you how many people that we play with, you know, that I never met before know me, know who I am. And that puts even more pressure on you to, you know, at least look respectable on the damn golf course. And yesterday I was anything but freaking respect. I mean, like the word, I, I absolutely sucked yesterday. Okay. No, I sucked. There's no old guy. I sucked case closed. Right. I had some decent shots, but overall I sucked. I did have two paws. Big deal. Okay. Anyway, anyway, I had one good look at birdie. I was so mad. I was so mad. I got to the 17th hole. It's a par three. It's about 150 yards. I hit my, I know nobody cares, but eh, it's, it's a slow sports day, right? It's Memorial Day. The Mets aren't even playing today. How did Mets not play in baseball on Memorial Day? Can you answer that question to me? Anyway, forget it. Whatever. The way they're playing, they're better off. At least they can't lose today. But nevertheless, I'm going to have some more coffee. I'm just ranting and raving. Excuse me, I'll have a little more coffee. Oh. Where was I now? I don't even know where I was. Anyway, so I really sucked yesterday. There was no other way to say it, but... You know, so you're playing golf, and, and these people know who you are. So that puts even more pressure on you. I didn't know that, that they knew that Adam. I don't think the other guy knew who I was. Adam knew, right? Didn't say a word to me the whole time, right, as I'm just stinking it up. But anyway, I'm on the 17th hole, right? Long par three, hit a great five wood to about 10 feet, right? Uphill 10-footer for birdie, okay? <clears throat> and I go up to this part, and I'm saying, man, I have sucked today. But boy, if I make this putt, it changes everything today. And of course, I did not make the putt. I did get the par. I got the par. But I missed the putt, a little bit left. They didn't hit it bad, but you know. So anyway, be that as it may. But when you stink, you stink. And then at the end of the day, Adam comes up to me and said, I admire your work. And he was very nice. He could, this guy could not have been nicer. So Adam, we thank you for that. And you're a terrific golfer. And I know you're going to Italy in a couple of days. Enjoy Italy, Adam, okay? Will you? If you? I doubt you're listening to my podcast, but enjoy it. All right. So we'll try to play better golf today. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. It is uh, Memorial Day Monday. Let's get the uh, – before we rip the Mets, let's get into the uh, to the sponsors, Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll let you know when the next live podcast is coming. Uh, I have a, I have a guy in my – person in mind who I think is going to – I'm going to try to get to be the uh, – the uh, uh, next uh, uh, guest uh, host with me at the podcast, and he's a former athlete. We'll leave it at that. It's located 10, 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in uh, Who Needs a House Out in Hackensack. What does Billy Joel know? He's from Long Island. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. They already got a couple tombstones for me with the golf I'm playing. Rest in peace, my golf game. 
Nevertheless, uh, we will let you know. Go see Mike Jones. Go see TJ Herb, Andre, the homish booker over there. We will let you know. The boss will uh, come down from on high and determine when the next uh, live podcast will be sometime in June. And uh, we'll let you know when that is. But check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. Check out my Pain beer while you're there. The new Met colors for the baseball season. You got the Jet colors for football. Check it out. The uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. Tell them Beningo sent you. I need a discount tire. My son Johnny, his boss Harry. You know, to, uh, look, it's the place to go for all, anything you need for your car. You need work on your car. Uh, you need uh, new tires. You need uh, you need the, your, your car inspected. Instead of going to Lodi or Paramus or wherever the hell you go to get your car inspected, uh, you don't have to wait in line and all that. Go see Johnny and Harry. They'll inspect your car for, for you as well. Uh, of course, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Uh, check it out. Anita, discount tire. See Johnny and Harry and tell them Beningo sent you. And then, of course, our friends at DraftKings. You want to bet anything? I didn't do too bad in my golf pool yesterday. Uh, Emiliano Grillo won in a playoff against Adam Schenk at the Charles Schwab yesterday. And my guy Burns finished only three shots back, tied for six. So I had another decent day as I try to win this golf pool, which I'm in sixth place of. Uh, going into yet into this past uh, this this latest tournament, the Charles Schwab, out of eighty seven uh, guys that are in this pool. So we got the Memorial coming up this week, Jack Nicholas's tournament at Mirfield Village in Ohio. So maybe you want to bet that. You want to bet tonight's Celtic uh, Heat game? I believe the Celtics are seven and a half point favorites in this game. You want to be? Uh, you want to bet the Stanley Cup? Uh, what do we got? The Stars and the. Uh, the Golden Knights in a game seven coming up. If you want to bet that anything with the baseball, like I said, the golf, whatever you want to bet, you want to bet soccer, you can bet anything. You want to bet on the moon, you know, what time the moon comes up tonight or when the stars come out or what time the sun comes up, whatever the hell you want to bet. The over-under on the temperature today, uh, do it with DraftKings. You can do in-game betting, the whole thing. And again, we are uh, so happy that DraftKings is going to join us for another football season coming up in September. So we thank them again. That's the way to go. You go with DraftKings. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. The Mets suck. I mean, let, let, let's let's tell it like it is. They're 27 and 27. They have this six-game road trip, right? They play the lousy Chicago Cubs. They play the lousy Colorado Rockies, and they go two and four on the road trip. They lose two out of three in Chicago, two out of three in Colorado, and they score like 17 runs in the last two games in Colorado. And I know what – look, I know – what a bandbox it is at Coors Field, you know, uh, with the with the uh, thin air and all the runs that score and all that. But the Met pitching stinks. I mean, Verlander spit the bit. The, uh, the game Saturday night, Verlander gives up six runs before you even turn around. You know, the Mets are down 6 nothing. They come back, actually take the lead in the game, only to see the bullpen give it up at the end. And they wind up losing that game 10-7. You know, so far... You know, Verlander has been one good start, one bad start. Remember, the first two starts weren't bad. He had that five-inning start that his first time out, I forget who it was against. His next time out, he pitched against the Reds. And even though they lost the game, he pitched pretty well that, you know, was it what, five or six decent innings, right? Then he got clobbered by Tampa Bay. Remember, Tampa Bay beat him up at City Field a couple of weeks ago. Then he had that tremendous performance, eight-inning throwback performance against the Guardians. And then he goes out against Colorado the other night and stinks. He gets hammered for six runs. And I know it's Colorado, but please. And he's pitched well there in the past. I know it's years ago since he pitched there. 
But I mean, yeah, you know, if Verlander and Scherzer, and Scherzer pitched a very good game Friday night for the Mets as they were the one game they won in Colorado. But if Scherzer and Verlander are not going to be what Scherzer and Verlander need to be, the Mets are dead because their pitching stinks. Tyler McGill stunk yesterday, gave up about six runs in four innings, four earned runs. Then the bullpen comes in, Nagostic, he he gives it up, five runs. They stink. They were up 6-2 yesterday. They blew the game. They lose 11-10. You can't have this stuff happen. They're actually scoring runs, and now the, off, and now the pitching just stinks. The bullpen st- The bullpen outside of David Robinson, everybody else stinks. Like every day, every day, even Adovino, he stinks too. Every day, I, I put the Mets on, and there's a new guy out of the bullpen I never heard of. A new guy out of the bullpen that stinks that I never heard of. The Gosick, Hunter, Bingham, Drew Smith, Brigham. Is it Brigham? Yeah, it's like Brigham Young. Brigham, he stinks too. Drew Smith, doesn't matter. These guys stink. I guess that Raleigh's not too bad. The guy they, they brought in as a free agent from Tampa, however you say his name, Raleigh, Raleigh, whatever his name is. He's all right. But for the most part, they're terrible outside of David Robinson. Really. They don't even miss the ass because it really do you ever have a save because it's so goddamn bad. And they're actually hitting now. How about, and by the way, let me say this too as a Met fan, okay? All right? This idea, remember last week when there was a rumor going around? And I'm not going to mention the sports writer who, who brought this up because I'm not a big fan of this guy. I'm not even going to say his name, all right? <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of him, and we'll leave it at that, okay? Typical MLB sports writer, you know? One of those, you know, we'll leave it at that. I don't want to go any further, all right? And this report comes out that they were actually thinking about sending Francisco Alvarez down? What? Send him down? (laughs) Right now, right now, let's be honest, Met fans. Right now, next to Pete Alonso, who's the premier power hitter in baseball right now, he's already got 20 home runs on a year, right? He's on his way to 60 the way he's going. The next best, the next biggest power threat on his team, it's not Francisco Lindor. It's Francisco Alvarez. This kid's got eight home runs already. He might wind up being the all-star catcher. He hit another big three-run home run yesterday. He hit that three-run home run the other night to tie the game up after they were down 6 nothing. How many big hits has he had this year? And there was actually talk they were going to send Alvarez down? What? Where the hell did that come from? <clears throat> what a disgrace. That guy, let me tell you, that rider, he, you know, they should send him down. Maybe he should be covering uh, Syracuse, the, what do they call them, the Rumble Ponies or whatever the hell they are. Maybe he should be covering them. Huh. What a disgrace. Maybe he should be come, covering, I don't know, some kind of softball, you know, a slow-pitch beer softball league on Sundays. Please. Alvarez, the guy's been tremendous. He's going to be the Met catcher for the next 10 years. And isn't it time to bring, did they, D, by the way, did they DFA that stiff Vogel back yet? When the hell are they getting rid of this guy? Today is Memorial Day. They're not playing, which is a joke. It's a joke that the Mets are not playing. Every, all, I've said this over and over, all 30 baseball teams in the major leagues should be playing on every holiday in the summer. Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day. Everyone, I don't even think the Mets are playing Labor Day. What? What a disgrace. They should get rid of Vogel back today. Today... Billy Epler, Buck Walter, Uncle Steve, get together, okay, and get this guy the hell out. He stinks, Vogelbeck. Make Vientos the everyday. I know Vientos hasn't hit much, okay, but he isn't playing all the time. 
Migvientos, the everyday DH, and bring up freaking Ronnie Mauricio already, okay? I know that's not helping the crummy pitching staff. I get it, okay? I know that. But bring these kids up. This is the future of the team. Look how good Alvarez is. Look how good Beatty's been. Give me a break. But the idea that they were even hinting on sending Alvarez down, you got to be out of your mind. Come on. And by the way, how about yesterday? Marte's playing center. They decided, Buck decides I'm going to give Nimmo the day off in the field so he DHs him, okay? And he has Marte play center field. Marte didn't catch a ball he should have caught that helped, you know, set up the game-winning rally for the for the, uh, the Rockies yesterday. Marte is not the same guy. He hasn't hit. I know he's hit a little better lately. But he hasn't been driving the ball like he used to. And he's not making plays in the outfield that he used to eat up. You got to be worried about that too. But right now, the bottom line on the Mets is their pitching is terrible. The rotation stinks. The bullpen stinks if you're not named David Robinson. And if you're not going to get consistent starting pitching from Verlander and Scherzer, this team is done. They're 500 right now. They're lucky that they are. If you're not going to get that consistent starting pitching, then the Mets are going nowhere. They're not making the playoffs this year. They're lucky the National League is not running away with anything. <clears throat> they start, they come home now after this crummy two and four road, ta- road trip in Chicago and Colorado. They come home and they play the Phillies uh, over the weekend. I think they play Toronto after that. I'm not sure. But they play the Phillies not over the weekend. They play the Phillies the next three days um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, division games. The Mets need to right the ship. But right now, and I know he's not a pitcher, but it's time to bring Mauricio up. And get Vogel back out of here. I know Tommy Pham had a big game yesterday. Sure, because he knows his rear end's on the line, too. They should get rid of him, too. I'm telling you. But at the very least, can we dump Vogel back and bring up Ronnie Mauricio today? Can you throw a bone to the Met fan, Billy Epler, Buck Walter, Uncle Stevie Cohen? Can we do that now? Because I can't take any more of these games. Score seven runs, lose. Score ten runs, lose. You know? McGill stinks. Senga's ah. Verlander's not been Verlander. Scherzer's been not been Scherzer. The pain is unbelievable. And the bullpen is absolute crap if your name is not David Robinson. Absolute freaking crap. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne Podcast. Everybody have a tremendous Memorial Day today. Enjoy it. Another beautiful day. Enjoy your week. Let's go heat tonight. Go Miami. Get it done. Don't let the Celtics... Uh, make history tonight, please. And of course, as I always say, God bless America and all the love.